Thank you. Good afternoon. You know, one of the questions that I was asked oftentimes, particularly towards the end of my career in Seattle, was, Steve, was there one catch, uh, one game, one season that stood out above any of the others? And ironically, they all took place in 1983. 1983 was the first year that Chuck Knox was the head coach for the Seattle Seahawks. The same year we drafted a rookie running back out of Penn State University by the name of Kurt Warner in the first round. And Kurt Warner came to Seattle and gained close to 1,500 yards his first year. And for the first time I'd ever played for the Seattle Seahawks, we made it as a wild card entrant and into the playoffs in the National Football League. Well, we played the Denver Broncos at home, the first playoff game the Seahawks had ever been involved in, and we, we beat them. We beat the Broncos in the Kingdom, which put us into the AFC Divisional game against the Miami Dolphins. Well, the Miami Dolphins that year were, had the best record in the AFC, and they had a rookie quarterback by the name of Dan Marino who was throwing touchdown passes left and right to Mark Duper and Mark Clayton and was nearly unstoppable. Well, we went down there as heavy underdogs as... Again, as I said, the Dolphins had the best record in the AFC that year, uh, nearly undefeated at playing in the Orange Bowl, and uh, things did not look good for the Seahawks, who were in the playoffs for the first time. Well, we got down there, and it was kind of a Seattle kind of day. It was gray and overcast and raining a little bit, and our team spirits were actually lifted a little bit, uh, lifted a little bit as we th saw this as being kind of an omen. It was a Seattle kind of a day. We took the field, and... Lo and behold, we held a lead with eight minutes left to go in the game. We're in the Orange Bowl, and the fans are getting louder and louder as they realize that the Dolphins desperately needed to get the ball back as we had a four-point lead to go lead with eight minutes left to go in the game. Well, we had the ball in our own 20-yard line, and we went to our famous ground chuck offense. Kurt Warner off the right tackle, and Kurt Warner off the left tackle, and Kurt Warner off the right tackle again. And... Uh, we had a timeout for a measurement for the first down, and I went over the sideline and I talked to our coach. I said, Chuck, I think we could throw a pass on them, and it would surprise the heck out of them. They'd never expect it at this point. And uh, he agreed with me, and I didn't tell him that half of our football team would be surprised if we threw a pass too. <laughs> but we did just that. He said, okay, Steve, let's, let's run a pass play this time. And so we, could, we jogged back up out into the huddle, and as Dave Craig is about to call the pass play, I said, Dave, listen, if I want to make one adjustment. If they come with a safety blitz, which they've been showing us a lot this game, let's run a quick post for our adjustment instead of a quick out. Dave said, okay, got it, Steve. So we broke the huddle. The play, the play was called. We broke the huddle. We go to the line of scrimmage. And sure enough, as Dave's running through the cadence at the line of scrimmage, the strong safety, Glenn Blackwood, one of the killer bees, is sneaking towards the line of scrimmage. And at the snap of the ball, he charges across the line of scrimmage. So I make my adjustment, run a quick post. Dave Craig throws a quick out. It's intercepted and taken down to the two-yard line. They score two plays later. Now we're behind in a football game that we had led the entire game. Well, we get the ball back, and we have now two minutes left to play in order to regain the lead and to try to win the football game in the Orange Bowl against the Dolphins. So up to this point in the game, and I, I'll, I'll tell you that this is one of the most exciting games that I ever played in, and yet only caught two passes, and up to this point, I'd caught none. We got in the huddle the first play. Dave Craig throws me a 20-yard in route where I catch the ball over the middle of the field. We get the ball out almost to, to midfield. At that point, they're setting the chains. Our offensive coordinator calls a play that is called a corner route where I break on a post and then break back to the sidelines uh, to catch about a 25- or 30-yard pass. Now, the interesting thing about this call was that we had not completed one corner route the whole season. 
not one. It's amazing where these coaches get their ideas sometimes. But this was the play that was called, and as it came into the huddle and Dave began to repeat the play to our football team, I looked at him and he looked at me, and we both had kind of this puzzled look on our face knowing that we'd never completed this play before, but at the same time knowing that we had made all the adjustments that we better make for this football game. So we called the play, and as surprising to us as it was to the Dolphins, we completed the play and got it down to the two-yard line where two plays later, Kurt Warner scored for the go-ahead touchdown and the winning, the winning touchdown, as it turned out to be, in the football game. We upset the Miami Dolphins in one of the games that I consider one of the highlights of my career. Well, the story doesn't end there. That put us into the AFC Championship game against our arch rival, and that's the Los Angeles Raiders. This was the first year that the Raiders were playing in Los Angeles, and we had beaten them twice in the regular season. We beat them down there in the Coliseum, and we'd beaten them in the Kingdom. We were going down there pretty confident, but it was a big game. The winner of this game goes into the Super Bowl. We take the field, and you know, I don't remember a lot about the football game itself. I remember that we lost. Uh, that wasn't, that's not hard to forget. I remember that the Pointer Sisters sang the national anthem. Now, why I remember that, I have no idea. It's one of the strange things about football, I guess. You get hit in the head so many times that you remember weird things. But I remember the Pointer Sisters singing the national anthem. They were all dressed in black, standing over on the Raiders' sideline. I can remember the crowd. They were all had their black and silver on. It was packed. Coliseum, 100,000 people. You know, one of those places that is really fun to play because it has so much history in it. One of the neat things about playing in the Coliseum, and the point to my story is this, that leading down to the floor of the Coliseum is a huge tunnel, which both teams have to follow to get to the playing field. And I mean, it's a huge tunnel. The walls are at least 30, 35 feet tall, and the, the tunnel's uh, 40 feet wide. And both locker rooms empty into this tunnel, and then you walk out onto the grass field of the Coliseum. Well, Al Davis, the managing general partner of the Los Angeles Raiders, is kind of a crafty guy. He had done something for this particular game that he had not done before. He had painted the tunnel black. And on one wall of this black tunnel, he had put the Raider logo. Now you all know what the Raider logo looks like. I'm sure it has a, it's a pirate with a sword in the teeth and a patch over one eye. Big Raider logo up on the side. It's all in silver on this black wall. And underneath the Raider logo was the Raider motto. Now I had never know, I never knew what the Raider motto was. I mean I thought pride and poise or seek and destroy or <laughs> cheat if you can't win or you know something like that. <laughs> I didn't, know what the, I didn't know what the Raider motto was, but it's this, and I think it's a very important one. In fact, it's one that I've tried to live my own life by. The Raider motto is commitment to excellence. Commitment to excellence. You know, that really struck me. That game now is seven years old, and like I said, I, don't, I, can't, I couldn't even tell you about a lot of the plays that occurred in that game, but I remember that Raider motto, commitment to excellence. You know, Stephen Covey in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, says that private victories always precede public victories. Private victories precede public victories. My point is this. I believe in my own life 
that my personal commitment to excellence begins with winning the private victories. It begins with a commitment to one's character. It begins with a commitment to developing character in one's life. That's winning the private victories. What do I mean by commitment to character? What do I mean by developing character? I'm talking about developing honesty and integrity and industry, fidelity in a person's life. That's what character is all about. Let me just close by saying that personally I have found that my own commitment to excellence, that my own private victories that I won began as a sophomore in high school back in Oklahoma City when I committed my life to Jesus Christ. That, that is a fact that um, you won't find on the back of football bubblegum cards, you won't find in any of the statistics or any of the biographical material that you will read about Steve Largent, and yet it's the very most important thing to know about me because it's the foundation of my life, that commitment and that relationship with Jesus Christ. So my encouragement to you all is be committed to excellence. And that begins by being committed to winning the private victories, winning the private victories of developing your character. Thank you for having me and let me share a little bit of my life with you this afternoon. Thank you.